Hello and welcome to Bitten by a Radioactive Podcast where we give powers to a name. We are here to generate a hero from scratch from a random name generator on the internet. If you're like 93 episodes into this, you know what's going to happen. But if you're new, welcome. Join us. I'm Dean McKnight. I'm here to guide you through the, the, the creative process, as it were. Uh, one that is uh, almost like a, an oyster. Uh, not an oyster, a pearl, where there's a little, little grain of sand that sort of irritates us, but then from that comes a beautiful pearl. Uh, here pearling with me today is Jade Sarson and Joshua Randall, as always. Hello, you you, you got your snorkeling gear on? You ready, ready, ready to come pearling with me? I'm so worried that pearling is some sort of strange sex act. It does sound more sex act than deep sea adventure. Mm. Come pearling with me. Stop. Listen, listen, you know, I talk a lot about the creative process on this show, um, but you know, but what's part of our personal creative process? Because, um, you know, it's such a, an individual thing just trying to, you know, make something from scratch. Jade, is there any sort of uh, rituals or things you do to really stoke up the, the, the fires in the old creative part? Oh, boy. Um, yeah, there's the what I like to call um, the well, by, by what I like to call, I mean, I'm going to come up with a name for it right now. Uh, depression pacing. Hello. You know, where you just walk all over the house and go, what did I come in here to do? Oh, yeah, that's right. I've got work to do today. I need to make things. And then you walk out of the room like, what was I doing again? And then you just carry on until you finally find your way into your seat and a pencil in your hand, and then you get on with it. Jade, that already has a name, and that name is procrastination. No, no, I think you'll find it. No, this is an entirely different thing. Josh, Josh, mm-hmm. how do you how do you like put yourself into a state where ideas flow through you, where your muse is speaking your language? How how do you do that? It's a two stage process, mainly. Mm-hmm. So the first one is um, sleep-inducing. Right. <laughs> By nearly falling asleep, I get ideas. It's, it's, a, oh, it's a very you... classic way of mm. doing things. But then the way that I utilize that is my own spin on it, which is blind panic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where in most, of my, in most of my kind of creative endeavors, most of the time, there is a need for a deadline. Oh, and I okay. will use that blind panic to propel myself forward. Right. So you, really, your, your creative process is sort of one of contrast. You've got the, the relaxation part and you've got the, the whole shit, I'm going to die part. I mean, to use a good example, um, take this podcast. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we record this very close to when I go to sleep. Yes, that's Which oh, means that's that true. is almost sleep-inducing. Then, right. I propel it forward in the edit by waiting until the day that we decide to release it <laughs> to edit it. I, f- I feel this has got a little bit too real now, but the people deserve to know the, the, the sheer irresponsibility that we have for our own show. No, no, I, I get it. I get it. Like, literally today, I uh, I have a deadline for some freelance work. But then I found myself just, I snapped back to my body and found myself typing an entire plot line for a comic that I don't have to finish for months. Mm. But when I should have been working on the freelance thing, 
I had all the ideas for the other thing. Well, have listen, the creative people, you know, they we we work like this, but we work like this because it works. We well, yeah, um, dead deadlines. They work. Deadlines just kind of squeeze all the good ideas out of you like a good mangle. Because that's what will happen to you if you don't get the work in on time. Oh. Um, very, very good. You know how I uh, really get the juices flowing in the old creative brain? I have a feeling that you're going to try and say that you read a comic and get creative inspiration. But I know for a <laughs> fact that you don't. So uh, every week we, we all, all of us, read uh, comics for inspiration to really, you know, uh, put fuel in the fire uh, of you know we're making a comic essentially so you know we, we read comics it's simple mathematics and today i have read full stop uh new sentence i've read a comic called how do you smoke a weed uh because of course i did and i are you okay josh i mean it's it's fine you know look i was i was angry that you decided to use this five minute segue about our creative processes to announce that you've finally read a comic but i can't be <laughs> angry because you've actually read something and i've taken too many opportunities in the past in past episodes to berate you for it so you, please tell me this comic and why you love it that's that's very mature of you mm, uh, so yes i uh, i read how do you smoke a weed uh, by uh lynn v- lynn Vizel, uh, joseph bergen the third and lauren keller uh from uh iron circus comics and I'm going to top this off by saying, hey, smoking ma- uh, smoking cannabis in the UK is illegal. Don't the fuck do it. Don't do it. Also, it's illegal in a lot of countries and a lot of US states. Don't smoke weed. Uh, but this comic is all about uh, a little little sort of plant, plant dude called uh, Sprout who goes around learning how to smoke weed. Um, and it's all done in this very like sort of 60s, 70s inspired cartoon style. Uh, if you sort of think like sort of almost Dr. Seuss-ish art and with these really nice uh, natural tones uh, contrasting with some nice um, pinks and blues to really make the green stand out. I get it. Thank you, Josh. Um, it's all about the the very basics about like what cannabis is, like the the some of the science and chemistry behind it and how do you take that, that good, good plant and put it in your body in a vapor form it's it's actually like super educational and interesting and it's very approachable as well um you know there's there's uh, a few places where it gives you a warning like hey you know it's illegal in some places be careful or you know if you take too much or too strong strains it's gonna really like bust your head open but for the most part it's it's all very gentle and welcoming um and it's just kind of a very it's almost like a children's book in the way that it approaches the subject matter which is it's sort of ground up against me because i i felt a little bit of um not not friction but there was there's the innate um teachings that have been sort of drilled into my head since i was a kid about you know that don't do drugs don't do it but of course you know nowadays it's being uh legalized and um it's much more acceptable than it was even even like 15 years ago or something like that. Um, but no, all, all like the, the, the comic has Sprout meet a variety of characters uh, that all teach uh, teach him different things about smoking weed. There's a 
uh, a giant mama bear that teaches them how to roll a joint. There's a, a, a metal head badger pig that teaches them how to use a bong. Um, and there's even like a nice gentle character at the end that sort of uh, looks after them, takes care of them after they've gotten a little bit too uh, too fried. Uh, as you can tell, the, the glossary part of the book didn't really go into my head because I'm using all these awfully, awfully uh, straight words for uh, the 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 f- wacky tabakis. Do they still call it that? <laughs> they st- um, anyway, if you if you can pick it up, do so. Um, there's a lot a lot of merit to this book. It's all like the 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 art is all very cartoony and wonderful, and um, I I appreciate how um, frank and just friendly the tone is, um, even though like I'm just reading this like waiting for when they start doing all the the warnings or all the um don't do's because there's a lot of do's but not a lot of don't do's you know maybe like i said maybe that's my educated mind waiting for a balanced argument but yeah or else um i very much enjoyed it um i won't be doing any illegal things though you want to hear my fucking take of the century go on uh you you're like don't don't do thing and that makes people want to do things. <laughs> Whereas if we had more of this kind of comic, or just like decent education on mysterious seeming things for teenagers. Hmm. Like, yeah. I feel like when you take the mystery and the mystique and the the edginess and the... What you're saying is making it boring. Yeah. If you just go, here's the facts... And uh, here's an accessible place where you can try thing. Mm. And then suddenly people who were going to try the thing in a questionable questionable circumstance are just like, eh, I'll, I'll, mm. I'll just do it somewhere else another time. But then they just forget about it because you've made it suddenly basic and everyday. I just think education is the key to just taking the mystique out of a lot of things and then making it less dangerous. But hey ho, mm. that's just me. Jade, I wouldn't even call that a hot take. That that's a, a mild take at best. You've hence the sheer sarcasm in my voice when I said it. Jade, mm. any more hot takes in you about certain comics you've been reading? Uh, sure. I really liked the Death Note twenty twenty one shot. That's what I read this week. Mm-mm-mm. Here we go. Here we go. I lads. can't believe we live in an age where Death Note has done a hot take on Twitter. Mm. It's it's wonderful. It like wow. Um, there was probably another point where yeah, it was someone's tweet like lol. Imagine if Donald Trump got the death note. <laughs> that's literally the fucking then, comic. <laughs> yeah, and that's it's like oh, hey, I guess the death note guys read it. Mhm. Here's their here's their take. Yeah. It, it's it's very of this um of this last few years just like it's it's a very good side guys because not only is it like a current like a current take on political events but also hold on on. did you read this dean did you read this it's also a retro thing Dean, you didn't read this Uh, maybe i should recommend it because i actually read it um listen he read one yeah everyone give him a hand he read one i got i gotta milk it what i can thank you now jade tell us about death note Okay, Death Note. Let's just quickly recap Death Note itself. Um, so Ryuk, aboard Shinigami, gives his Death Note to a highly intelligent high schooler named Light, 
who wants to use it to rid the world of criminals. Like, full stop. Um, so the death note has many rules, but basically, if you write someone's name in the notebook while picturing their face, they die of a heart attack in 40 seconds. So, we come to the one shot. Years, like, way after uh, the main plot of Death Note, which I'm about to spoil. Uh, I mean, <laughs> if you've gotten to this point and you haven't read Death Note, woof. Um, so, Light dies at the end, and his plan fails, and Ryuk takes his notebook back. So, in this one shot, he's bored and wants to play on Earth again and get more delicious apples because, did I forget to mention, he has a hilarious addiction to apples. Mm. Um, so he gives the note to yet another intelligent boy. Um, and this is where it gets interesting because the boy lampshades things like Light's plan not working because of technological advances and surveillance, etc. Uh, so he takes a bit of time to come up with his own plan and then sends Ryuk away with the note for two years. And that like confused me at first because I was like, oh, is he just, just giving the notebook back and fuck it and this is going to be like a thing where it passes between people? But no, he comes back in two years and then we get to see this boy's masterful plan mm. to sell the death note, not use it. <laughs> which is oh my god it's it's just as fun to read as the original series i think mm. if not more so because of like you say dean the new context to it mm. Mm. and like all the socio-political commentary i got a kick out of the bidding war happening on twitter <laughs> i i enjoyed like each twist and turn to like like how's he gonna get the money uh, who's gonna end up with it because obviously countries end up bidding for it and it just gets highly out of hand and i'm also very much enjoying all the memes about uh what's his name like minoru being the new kira oh. for for the new age <laughs> yes basically zuma kira from what i see no co communist akira <laughs> yeah. oh yeah oh. also uh, it's it's got it's got the 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 horrible orange man in it. Uh yeah. See, like a lot of people, like they don't like the ending of the one shot, and feel mm. it isn't fair. I disagree. I felt sad, but at the same time, I think it's fair considering the involvement of the orange man. Mm. Um, also, as a side note, because of this one shot, I discovered that there's a Death Note musical. Yeah, uh, that's the biggest takeaway from all this, y'all. Uh, so, go to YouTube. Yeah, that's, that's yep, it's fun and silly and all on YouTube. And um, you could probably, you know, stick that on and have a listen while you read the one shot. It's pretty good. I mean, in hindsight, it makes sense. Because, I mean, there's a musical for everything, really. And so many shonen series do tend to get them. Like, One Piece, mm. has, got one piece has got Kabuki... Uh, I think Demon Slayer might have got one at one point. Bleach has oh, got Oh, sorry, him. did Haiku's I not clarify? Did I not clarify? An English musical. Oh. Yes. Now you've <laughs> got I, uh, Listeners, I wouldn't even be mad if you sort of put us on pause and went to YouTube and found that because, <laughs> like, uh, Misa gets, like, three songs or something. It's wild. And they're all love songs about loving a serial killer. It's great. It's weird. It's fucking bonkers. Uh, Death Note's back, baby. Um, and, and it's not going and it's anywhere. Also, well, it is going somewhere because it's, it's a one-shot, so it's finished. 
Yeah, Josh, what it. have you been reading? Any one-shots? <laughs> it is not a... I've not been reading a one-shot. I have been reading a uh, limited series. Oh, so like a three or four shot? A 12 shot? Oh, you've been reading a, a little 12 shot? What? Yeah. Which one? Well, I've only been reading six issues of it because only six issues of the trade are out. But I've been reading a, uh, a firm favourite of mine before buying it. I was keeping up very much with it. Um, mm-hmm. So I finally got to read it and I was very happy. Uh, so I have been reading uh, Dial H for Hero oh. uh, by Sam Humphreys, Joe Quinones, uh, Arise Dane, Scott Hanna, Tom Fowler, Mike Allred, Jordan Gibson, uh, and Dave Sharp. Um, Dial H for Hero was like one of the first comics I properly got into when I started reading them. Um, mm. Dial H for Hero is a magical dial that if you dial H it will roll a roulette wheel of potential heroes and will give you a a random superpower for a certain amount of time listen it's just it's it's us the dial is us (laughs) and you know what it's so us like reading this (laughs) it's like my god this is like BBRP kind of distilled um because mm. so basically just to go into like the framework of the story this is about uh, Miguel and Summer who are two teenagers who come across the H dial and then end up going on a road trip across the US to try and find Superman who they're going to give the dial to because they know that it's dangerous mm-hmm. but kind of along the way it kind of gets in other people's hands which is really interesting actually because we get to see like in the past Everyone who's had the dial has been had heroic ambitions, but like the people in the who seem to be getting their hands on it are like there's one guy who just wants to like he feels really weak all the time, so he kind of wants to be a hero just because. Well, actually, they're kind of similar for the next one as well. So basically, we've got a cop who she doesn't feel as powerful as she does when she's a superhero. Hmm. So she's been really craving it, and she gets in with the villain of the piece called Mister Thunderbolt. Which is such a stupid name, but it's marvellous for it. Um, And then it kind of goes into all that type of stuff. There's lots of really weird kind of... What's the best way of putting it? Uh, Crap DC stuff in it? Okay. (laughs) Like, uh, for a while, Snapper Car turns up. And I'm not sure if you know Snapper Car. No. Uh, Snapper Car is, for a while, was the Justice League's kind of kid mascot who snaps a lot. Okay. <laughs> and, it, and in this, he's running the Justice League Detroit headquarters, looking after a bunch of Justice League robots that the Justice League left alone for a while. So, okay, it's it's some of these writers, is it? No, because, I mean, like, S- Sam Humphreys in the past um, has done a lot of, like, Green Lantern stuff, and, like, a lot of, like, big DC stuff, and then it's just come to this, where it's, he's been able to seem to have mined for just, like, kind of silly bits. Um, like snapper car like snapper car um <laughs> but what i haven't mentioned is quinones's art which <laughs> is a chef's kiss i mean um, yeah this is the thing that made me go oh i have no idea what this is about but i would read this yes um so along with like joe's art generally is really great like, there's mm. a lot of really cool layouts in this book that just take, like, panelling and everything to new heights. 
But then what's been cool is that, like, I haven't really seen this in previous Dial H's, but basically each time you get a hero, they're almost a pastiche on older comic movements. Hmm. So, like, nice. the first hero that Miguel rings is named Monster Truck. Yeah. And the way that um, it gets realised is in a very kind of 90s, big tyre shoulder pads, very kind of like 90s X-Men looking kind of stuff. You, c you can say the name. You can say it's Lyfjordian. I mean, I'm looking at... But I, mean, I can see feet in this, so I'm not entirely sure oh, if I want to say okay. that. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, and then, like... So we see all these other types of things. Like, there's a bit, like, throwbacks. Like, the second one we see is a... So it even goes into manga. So, like, we get a Toriyama kind of reference. <laughs> um, we get to does, see, like, some does... goofy, um, like, Vertigo stuff, like Shade the Changing Man, which was a series I really enjoyed. Um, is and... this the 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 comic that had the page with basically like the modern roster for for DC in it? Um, what do you mean? What in terms so, of? So it had like it had like a, a Babs tar looking drawing. <laughs> well, it wasn't just Babs. Like yeah, there was like Babs. There was um, Chris like a Chiang. One. There was like some Chiang in there, but there was also like Brian Lee O'Malley just suddenly turned up. That kind yeah. of stuff. And I... oh, it's. It seems like a love letter to comics in a way, which is how great it goes. And then, like underneath, is this really cool, like very emotional current. Like Miguel and Summer are really great. Like they've got a lot of kind of history that we get uh, brought up. Like a lot of the, a lot of the narration bubbles are basically Miguel writing letters to Superman, who <laughs> once saved him once when he was drowning in a swimming pool. Oh. And it's kind of, it's like, like the first issue starts off with like Miguel just writing, "Dear Superman, you may not remember me." This kind of stuff. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, it's an absolute delight. It was only meant to run for six issues, but they've actually, because it was so successful, they've extended out to twelve. And I'm so happy. Hmm. I'll have to pick that up. Hmm. Quite. Um. Uh. Well, I've read my one comic for the year, so I'll buy it, <laughs> but I don't know if I'll read it. Anyway, from one good thing to another. We've had basically BBRP the comic, but now let's do BBRP the podcast, which is, of course, generating a brand new superhero from scratch. Now, um, I kind of missed the zeitgeist here because uh, I've got the generator this week. Uh, I, I kind of missed the zeitgeist here by a few weeks, but I think it's still fresh in all of our memories. Um, so... Uh, a few weeks ago, I went to see a very, oh, very no. good film. I think I've what? seen this one as well. What's the matter, Josh? What's the matter, Josh? I have no idea what's it's going on. It's mainly because I don't understand the word, and neither does anyone else, Dean. Listen, it's it, it, it kind of got panned a little bit by critics, but it's just misunderstood. Let's find out what our genital... Sorry. Let's find out what our genital names are. Listen, we're going to the heavy side layer. We're going to impress now, Dame Judi Dench. Now, first off, sorry, Dean, I'd like to bring up something. Last week, we um, came across a generator. We did it. Then we looked back and realized that we've done it. Did you know we've already done a cat's name generator? But, we it's, did not a the, but it's not the jellical one. It's not. We, we got to be a jellical cat. I, th I think we, cat. we did it just as the trailer came out. So I don't think Cat's Fever had hit as much. 
But I think mm. this one came out just late enough that the chaotic creative bubble is kind mm. of <laughs> still there. It's it's still here. Cats is a, a cultural phenomenon that's going to be with <sighs> us for decades. It's going to get rebooted and rebooted again. This generator has a picture of Sir Ian McKellen as a cat right right here. This See, I, I, no I have sense. to admit that I saw this and, like a coward, went, nah, none of these would be good names and abandoned it. But that shows what different people we are. Yeah. Jade. Do you know what, Jade? You're fine. I did the exact same thing. <laughs> Jade, Josh, you are both not my genital choice for this one. I don't know what it means, so it's fine. <laughs> no one knows what it fucking means. Anyway, so this is basically your last name, uh, last letter of surname and date of birth. So we've all got different ones for that. It's going to be great. Who wants to go first? Fuck it, me. All right, Jade Sarson N. So you are Django. Django Boots. Aww. Django Boots, okay. Yeah, 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 Django boots. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Randall. <laughs> the thing is, I'm also I'm pretty sure. Jade, you're seventeen, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So am I. Oh, uh, you're eighteen now. <laughs> um, okay. You are the Donkerstank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent. That sure is a hero name. Badonkastank, and I am uh, Barbara Bella, which is just a name. So we're going with Badonkastank. Are we now? <sighs> I mean, it's uh, going to be a hero that kind of bounces around the place and farts. It's oh, going to be either no. Badonkastank or Django Boots. And uh, Django Boots sounds closer to a hero than any of these. But what does Django mean? I don't know. Oh, the that's name. Django with a D, by the way. Yeah. That doesn't help me. Well, it's just, that's, again, just a name, just like the first one, which is what, Barbarella or some bullshit. Barbarabella. Barbara. Same difference. Um, I feel like we could play with the boots part, though. Man, there's I mean, so many good ones. We could have had, we could have had Jelly Stang. Doesn't matter what we could have had, Dean. We could have had a different generator, but no, we, you gave us this. Had, we could have had Jabba Squat. I gotta say, this was this is not my jellical choice. Now no. you don't know what that means, so don't throw <laughs> that word around as I if mean, you know. I believe it means that one of us sings a song and then Idris Elba makes me disappear. Uh, I'm gonna go to the judges. Yeah, you're wrong. Oh, so you should have instead of going and seeing your your lighthouses yeah. and your parasites, you should have got some real culture. <laughs> Joshua Randall. I've, I've, I have missed a Jellicle train. It's okay, baby. The Jellicle train's never leaving. Ah, Skimbleshanks, the railway cat. He's the cat <laughs> of the railway train. Um, um, but who's Django Boots? Or, or the other one whose name I forgot. But, but I'm sorry, stank. you you really want to play with someone whose name is Stank? <laughs> you, you purposefully chose the word play there, didn't you? Or we use the word badonks tank. Badonks tank. There you go. Hmm. Badonks tank. Who is badonk and what is their tank? There's that sleepy creative energy we've come to rely on. (laughs) (laughs) So who's badonks? Just shuffling words along. Um, Listen, um, 
alongside reading one brackets one comic i have also been watching a lot of uh Eizuken, the anime um keep your hands off my Eizuken, oh. which is like about uh, a handful of animators and uh, one of them is like a concept artist that's really into sort of uh like vehicles and tanks, tanks. and mechanical stuff so yeah. this is also playing well into my hand here is it, now is this going to be more like tank girl or dominion tank police I guess more like tank police than this one, isn't it? I know shit all about Tank Girl, which is probably a crime as a comic artist. But Ta- Tank Girl, I know, I know Tank it, Police. They're in gorillas. There's a kangaroo voiced by Ice T. Um, that's all I know. Mm-hmm. Dominion Police sounds familiar, but I couldn't. It's tell a you. it's a Masamune Shiro. Yeah, it's a cute little late eighties anime about. A police force in tanks? I, I've only ever seen the intro because the intro is an absolute fucking bop. In any case. Uh, I, yeah, I like so the like, idea of a tank. Tanks mm, are fun. It's Badong's tank. So so a hero in a tank. Yeah. So I guess this hero is a very regular person. Or are they someone who gets shot out of their own tank? <laughs> Again. With the, with the sound effect... Badonk. Badonk. Okay, that's good. <laughs> oh, looks like Josh is leading this tank all the way to the the, the bank. Oh, that rhymes. Okay. I think it, well, uh, okay, so bank break-in. How do we deal with this with this character? Oh, no, Badonk isn't a villain. No, no, they? no. I'm saying no. we've we've come full circle to our usual how do we deal with a, a bank heist. You know what? Let, let's go straight into this because... This might stir up like the the energ- energies in a in a different way um, to what we usually do. So, what happens if the villains are in the uh, you know they they are doing a, ta- uh, a bank heist? How does Badong's uh, tank deal with this? I think the tank rolls up, and the uh, what's the word? The eponymous is that the right word? The eponymous Badonk sound <laughs> yeah. does not happen until the very last desperate moment of a fight so for the majority of a fight it would be this uh tank that like is silently dispatching these criminals and they're trying to like reason with the pilot but they just can't get to them wait 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 like at the moment i'm imagining this tank as a tank with tracks yes. and a turret and yeah, you're saying fucking rolls in it, it just like a big old tank just rolls in and starts kung fuing. Okay, sorry. Let me let me uh, azoken the shit out of this. Let's discuss the design of this tank. I'm thinking small, okay. uh, yep. so one human can fit in. It's yep. not massive. No. Right. Uh, so let's see. Size wise, probably like more like a small car than kind of like the tank. S- the size of Lupin the Third's car. I literally was about to say that. Holy shit. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Okay. This is good. Size of Lupin's little Fiat. I like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's gonna have a pretty chunky snout on it. I mean, yeah. by snout I mean gun. Um, yes. Yes. I mean, it's gonna have to. It's gonna have to fit a person through it. It. It's. It's. Um. Uh. I can't remember the t- the the tracks. It's not yeah. wheels, mm-hmm. it's tracks. Yeah. Um, they make a cute little noise. Good. Like, everything to do with this tank has a cute noise, down to the badonk. 
Mm-hmm. So, okay, no, right. We got we're building aesthetic here. So, it's kind of like an Akira Toriyama vehicle, really. Yes, yes. Oh, that's a good that's a good shout as well. Actually. So, it's like it's small and stubby, but very 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 cute. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like this very much. I guess um like tank combat isn't just like rolling up and shooting things. It can also be like smacking villains with the turret as well if you spin it mm-hmm. around very yeah. fast. Um you can sort of like run run over them if you really want to take it. Oh in my that god, direction. I just pictured a very, very comical like the turret spinning around and then stopping and then the bottom leaps up and spins around to match. <laughs> <laughs> very I, good. The the tank's gonna have almost as much character as Badonks is. Oh of course is it the is. tank a character. Oh see now um I was thinking a while like like a few minutes ago like or maybe I should pitch the idea that, you know, the tank is the hero. You know, like we did like a, a few hundred thousand years ago with our very, very good uh, Travel Express mm. hero. But, you know, I kind of <gasps> like the idea that the tank is a tank. And a tank oh, has I was to be- thinking more along the lines of, uh, say, Kill the Kill, where like the hero is wearing the tank. Except, but the tank is sentient. Okay. But less gross. It's it it gets weird because then it's like hop inside me. I mean, at one point I was playing around with a quick idea of that we never actually see the Badonk's face. We always see it kind of like from the nose down. The rest of it's kind of dark. So most of the like narration stuff does come from the tank. Because mm. okay. suppose if you think about it, the title Badonk's Tank isn't about Badonk. Yeah, it's about the yeah. tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What so if suppose the this... focus would be on the tank. Mm. What if this hero only bedonks himself out of the tank in like very, um, you know, the the most dire of situations? And That's uh, what I said. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, what if they live their entire life inside the tank, every facet of their life? So whatever it is, what what if it's Tank Girl plus Dominion Tank Police? Let's let's smush them together instead. Um, what if they're also like of high school or university age and they're just going through the corridors of their school inside a little tank and educating themselves <laughs> I like that actually like you know you know this is the vibe I get from it and I don't know if you had a similar experience when uh, you both were kids but I had this really cool little like pedal tractor and I fucking loved it and I would just like play on it all the time outside when I was like four years old. Um, and I would often ride it indoors. And I always imagined a life where I would never get off the tank. And I would experience all the life's joys. Uh, for, oh, sorry, tractor. All the life's joys from the tractor. Sitting on it, just wheeling around and just being like, yeah, that's the shit. Yeah, yeah, I, I have that, but swap tractor for Fisher-Price car, you know, the one. The, 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 re- the, the red one with the uh, yellow roof. That's it. Yeah, same So, here. let's take that vibe and put it in this comic um, and just fucking, let's let's have some fun with it. Let's, let's take this little Toriyama-ass tank and just keep him in it for as long as possible. So, this hero is very reclusive or just very protective of himself. I th- I think you would, like, maybe they would stick a nose out of the top, like, you know, the hatch out of the top of the turret, maybe? Yeah, like, just, like, nose sitting on 
the rim yeah. of, of the, the hatch, just like, hey. And you'd be like, <laughs> huh, what? Hey, stop. Well, stop what you're doing. The, the hatch is actually a hat. Oh. So, so on, the, on the times <laughs> they do actually leave, the hatch comes with them. Oh, so very like, good. So they like push it up with their head and yes. Oh. Like, look, I mean, that's how they'd probably open it anyway. So you might as well just have take the hinge off and just have it like they're kind of like a like the mouse in Alice in Wonderland. He, yeah, yeah, with the teapot. A, yeah, I think it's in a teapot. Yeah, and he pops yep. up and he's got a little teapot lid on his head. Yes, <laughs> um, I agree. And the sound effect for them lifting their head out and it's it's a tight fit, so they have to like squish their head a little into the hat and then out. So it kind of goes boop. <laughs> we we have fun on this show. We have a lot of fun. Um, I just realized, though, this will require you to draw a vehicle, Jade. I can do that. I mean, it's the only thing you're going to need to draw, I think. Exactly. Oh, uh, I guess like there'd be a, like a viewing slit out the front of the tank as, as well that you might yeah. spot their eyes in. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you could even so- make the slit look like some eyes like a kind of furrowed expression yeah, or something. yeah i could do that mm-hmm. it depends how uh kiddie we want to go in terms of like are they actually quite young or is this or are they like university age we um, don't fucking know do we they spend think, all their time in the tank we don't know I, who they are that's true but they do get fired out of the tank so at some point we would see yeah at least a rough estimate of their age i guess so but uh, oh oh, unless like they their body oh this is getting a little body horror Ito esque but like because they're in the tank all the time their growth is a little stunted. Hmm, that's less cute. Hmm. Um, but they can look like uh, all pasty and white and dishevelled. Um, sure. That's the thing though. Like, um, modern day tanks are quit with um resources so that um the operators can last sometimes months inside them mm. they'll have a little shower a little toilet well, yes, like you reserves. were saying like you want them to live their life in this thing yeah just ro- rolling up the school gates is just like traveling up the stairs in in the little little tracks it'd be it'd be, it'd be oh so cute oh i had another idea as well in terms of mm-hmm. combat um see how this one fits um but what if like there were sort of panels and um, hatches all across the hull of this tank so mm-hmm. they can almost like pop one open to like gut punch a guy and then pop another one open to sort of sweep the leg. Yeah. Yes. You know, give them like a, a, a bit more physicality in fights. Um, just... What's also good about that idea, Dean, is that on the off chance, I'm taking this once again from the kind of the Lupin Fiesta. Yeah. With the... Whenever that, like, explodes, there's always kind of like... I always think of the hood of the car kind of flapping open and stuff. Yeah. So, like, it can get really, like, kinetic and expressive when, like, someone would throw a bomb at the tank. Hmm. And you just see all of these kind of things just splay open. Oh, yeah, like rattling and everything. Yeah, you could yeah, almost yeah. You could almost take the Herbie approach as well. It's similar to Lupin's as well, like picturing a very rounded boot just like popping up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and just bopping someone. Of course. It's a tank, but it'll have a boot. Of course. Um, tanks have storage. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But um, do they have cute rounded booty? Now they do. Jade, <laughs> the power is quite literally yours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, I had I had a thought, but I've lost it. Oh Sorry. no, I've I've got it back, it's fine. Um a lot of tanks as well, they have like uh smoke deployers as well on the front to, to create smoke screens. So you could mm-hmm. you could play on that, you know. Sure. You don't just have to have white smoke. You can have like colored smoke as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe um, uh, they can fire smoke bombs from it as well. Let's give them a fucking arsenal. You know, this is Badong Badong's tank. Yes, let's give them an arsenal. But now I'm just not sure how they're going to use it. Which uh, how do you mean? Because so far, I mean, so like as a hero, mm-hmm. this is the only thing that like so far the only idea that hasn't gelled with me exactly is the school stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of... I want them to, like... I think it's cute, but I just... I'm... It doesn't have to be school, but I like the idea of this tank just, like, rolling around amongst regular people. Yeah. And it's that's like, nice, this, nice. Isn't a, this isn't an abnormal thing. A bit like um, Mechazawa wandering around in Ooh. fucking... What do you call it? <sighs> Cromarty High. Cromarty High, Because yeah. now you're speaking my language. That's yeah, there a, you go. A solid pull, Jade. A very good pull. Mm-hmm. Maybe they can work in a <laughs> work in a coffee shop. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, the, no. <laughs> the, the 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 cups go into the tank and they leave with a nice. And they they nice... were ping. <laughs> Come on, because okay. no, now, now it's getting to like slice of life gag series, and I'm not sure if I want it to be a gag series. Okay, okay. Um, I tell you what's going to define whether or not it's a gag series. We still haven't come back to them firing them out of the tank. What happens to cause it and what happens when they are fired out of the tank? Because we haven't really covered that. There's going to be a very specific kind of um, Thunderbirds looking kind of sequence. (laughs) (laughs) Where like, where like those Tracy boys would kind of go down these chutes and stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm. I think Badonk is going to be it's going to be weird because there's going to be like very little room in there. But somehow it's always going to work that they're going to kind of like put their arms down. They're going to spin around backwards. Immediately. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. I can describe it visually how I think they would maneuver around within the tank. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way I picture them driving it is the very tall man in the small car in The Simpsons. I also thought about that one as well. There you go. Because I was thinking about like when Badonk's going to be young, obviously it's going to be fine. But yeah, as they mm-hmm. do get older, they're going to kind of just be like, Cramp up, yeah. A, a mass of like limbs, mm-hmm, kind of like Kamaji mm-hmm. and spirited away, but only with regular <laughs> amount of limbs. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that. And then when they want to be fired out of this tank, like you say, there's not much maneuverability. So I reckon they would just like lean backwards and then push their knees so that their head, like they, they form a straight line in the only possible way they can in this tank. Oh, like by pressing their knees against their chest? No, 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 no. Okay, so picture them sat driving like the, the Tolman. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they... So their hands would be very close to their chest because they'd be holding the steering. So mm-hmm. picture the top part of them just leaning back as if lying down. Mm-hmm. That leaves their knees still um, up. Yep, gotcha. So they'd push their feet against the front of the tank, basically where the gas is and whatnot. Yeah. That pushes their head backwards mm-hmm. into into like the boot, I guess. Yeah. And then that's when they are fully straight 
and a hatch beneath their feet opens and another like turret sticks out and the tank tilts up and just fires them into the air or something like that. Oh shit, so there's like another barrel. Mm. Ooh, a secret barrel. I like this. Almost like a jack, like it kind of jacks itself up and then fires them up. Yes. Okay, I'll take that. Jane. And you know what, if anything, it's good that you've, sorry Dean, that you've mentioned that they've gone feet first, because for some reason I wanted them to go head first. See, I was going to say that, but I feel like this is the only practical way I could visualise it. Yeah, my one was getting too complicated for what it was. Um, mm. I had the idea that they could possibly ball up, get fired from the main turret, and as as they were spinning, um, you know, rotating as, um, you know, head over heel during the flight, they would mm-hmm. extend at the last minute just to give their uh, impact a little bit more of an oomph. Um, but I, I like yours better, Jay. Just being fucking like flying kicked out the uh, the the cannon is pretty. Well, yeah, fun. I think it's it's both silly and realistic. Yeah, there's them, and there's like just so many like cool like little kinetic motions that you can do with it, kind of like propelling itself up and then mm. out and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, just just a heads up, Jade. A uh, tank isn't steered with a wheel. There's two levers that uh, denote. See, a kid designing a tank wouldn't know that. <gasps> so wait, so did Badonk design this tank themselves? I think so. As as a it's small called kid. Badonk's tank. It's Badonk's tank. It's Badonk's tank. Oh my god. Okay, so so you um, go in the cockpit and it's got like a classic teeny tiny wheel. And some pedals. One of the pedals doesn't even do anything. They just put that there because they saw that cars typically have those pedals. One so of the pedals don't... is like in the shape of like a foot as well that you get in like yeah, American yeah. cartoons. And then know. they even have a little like <laughs> little yeah. There's going to be like horn. there's going to be loads of like little like pieces of string hanging from the ceiling with like the little like triangle like pulleys. Yes, you yes. can pull loads of them, but pretty much none of them are actually going to do anything. And there's loads of light up buttons, but those are actually just LEDs embedded in the sides. There's there's stickers from childhood just all over it mm-hmm. as well, um, like from different ages as well. So you got like little kitty, um, like dinosaurs, and then like band stickers, and now you've nice. got like art stickers. Um, so I guess Badonk has a hankering or some sort of. Uh, skill for engineering and the mechanical mm. arts um i don't want to say here's something silly but realistic what if they don't really have that much of a interest in engineering or like mechanics but they just really really love tanks sure that, yeah, that works. that's that's it you know you know when you find your one thing jade's awesome comic artist you know when you <laughs> find your one thing and it's just like well, this is me now. They found tanks. Mm. You know, they 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 loved the Abrams. They loved the uh, the 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 Panzers, the, the the old ones. They like the Russian ones. They like the Israeli ones. They like all their tanks. They're just fun. They even like those tanks that kind of look like stealth bombers. Just love the mm. tanks. What do they do? Got to have once they've been shot out the cannon. Yeah, we need to fin- uh, finish that thought. Um. So they're going feet first, uh, yep. about a degree of 45. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I guess they'd kind of hit a high point in the air and then arc 
and they'd be very rigid at first because obviously they'd have to be to shoot in a straight line. Um, mm. But then I think mm. when the, by the time that they land, they're almost going to be like lanky and splayed out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, all I'm thinking about is that super spy water Pokemon that came out in the new generation. Intellion. Like, that kind of lanky, wavy. That anatomy. Yeah, that kind of anatomy and limberness. Hmm. I'm going to need you to um, spell that for me. Uh, I-N-T-E-L-E-O-N. It's the uh, smug-looking oh, spy. thing. That Ooh. thing. Okay. <laughs> well, just because it's Bad. really like long. That's what, for some reason, that's what mm. I was thinking about in terms of... I, could, I can just imagine them kind of... They Obviously, they're all rigid when they jump, when they get shot out of the tank. And then they maybe start spinning as they kind of land. And they kind of... They'll always kind of have that superhero landing, but it always kind of looks weird and froggy. Yeah, because their natural state in the tank is to be like knees against chest, they would quickly resume that position. What What if they fire themselves just like past the guy, uh, the target, so just beside them, but they're carrying like a, a big, massive uh, monkey wrench with them and just clothesline sure. them as they fly I'm past? I'm so glad you add the monkey wrench because I too was thinking about them fighting with engineering tools. We were all thinking <laughs> about that. I wasn't. I was like, is he going to say a big mallet? Because I don't know where you'd keep that in a... <laughs> I mean, it's you fine. I mean, look, if it's going to be like anime stuff, it's the hammer space, which means that you can pull out ah, any kind of weapon anywhere you like. But I suppose wrench makes more sense because it's going to be I like slim. The wrench. Also, wrenches, yeah, yeah, wrenches have like a great weight to them. I guess it wouldn't be giant because it would have to fit inside the tank. It would be a... It can be comically large. Yeah. There we go. Guys, It's 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 silly but realistic. It, we can do whatever the fuck we want within reason. It's fine. Also, heads heads up, listeners. We ain't making this comic anyway. We don't have to worry about those details. <laughs> I'm tempted to because I do like Badonk's tank. Oh, is, is this a... Are, are we off to a good start with our first original generator of 2020? <laughs> I think so. I think there's a, there's a charm to this little chugging along tank that fires out weird kind of lanky frogs. <laughs> Frog people... Mm-hmm. They're not that they're a frog person. That's just how we're describing them. Just to be absolutely yeah. clear on that. Um, and I'm not sure what their arc would be. I'm guessing they just want to keep the streets clear. <laughs> they just want to just want a smooth ride. Yeah. I guess um, I wanted to. Uh, if I was making this comic, I would want to see them do the the grow up from Fisher Price mm. car to uh, homemade tank. So like. I guess I'd want their arc to be something about how that framework makes them feel like themselves. Like it's part of their body. Would you say we're looking at, to take the comic crafting bit, Mm -hmm. if we were to do this as a six issue, would you say each issue is a decade? Mm, That's a bit extreme. That is too much. Yeah. How would you want to do it? Um, I guess it would be like the first few would be establishing the character and saying like this is who they are, this is how they fight. Um, how old would they be in this? I guess they'd be sort of early twenties. Um, yeah. You know, the, not younger. Maybe, um, no, because they work in a coffee shop. <laughs> well, 
it would be them like beginning to like start their adult life, I guess. You know, and by, and by even- this point, they've already had the tank for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone everyone knows them for the tank. They've um you know, they've gone through high school or university and um everyone's like, Okay, they have a tank, it's weird, we get it, but No, you know. no, 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 no. Okay, I've got it. I fucking got it. The opener for this comic is narration. Uh here's here's my typical day. I wake up, there's just a tank in a bed and it rolls out <laughs> of the bed, trunks on the floor. I make breakfast. It just kind of explodes the toaster with the turret. Ah, skip breakfast. It's fine. It's not the most important meal of the day. Uh, oh, there's a knock at the door. And someone's like delivering milk. And they just put it in the tank. <laughs> Morning, Badonk. Uh, Here's your pint. <laughs> exactly. So very casual. I know you didn't want slice of life, but it's just well, to no, establish. No, um, yes, the slice of life is mm. fine. But I think at that point, all that we'd talked about for them doing so far was being at school and having a mm. job. <laughs> yes, yes. So that this is just to establish that seeing Badonk going around in a tank is very normal to everyone. Mm. Yeah. And uh, they don't, like, bring it up. It's never mentioned. They just deal with it. So they go to their job. They make people a coffee. You know, grind, grind, ping, here you go. And a coffee, like, slides out because... Obviously, with this being their job, they've invented a better way than sticking their arm out of a hatch to hand people mm, their coffee. Of course. Uh, you know, maybe we can look at some uh, previous failed attempts where they're like, maybe if I just shoot the coffee directly <laughs> at them, that's more efficient. Though, aren't the takeaway cups kind of bullet-sized? So <laughs> I can load them into the main gun and just, like... Needless to say, that failed. And anyway, we, we cover all that kind of stuff. <laughs> we could have the panel of that be... Um, like, Rush Hour didn't go as, like, where's plan or something. And mm-hmm. it's basically what we'll have is a bunch of people running out of the coffee shop. We're not actually seeing <laughs> uh, the tank, but we're yeah. seeing them running out and Boss being hailed by a, <laughs> like a volley of uh, coffee cups. Dung, 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 dung. Um, Got to come up with the cutesy sound effects for this. Oh, that's true. This is the gimmick of this. Series. Well, this is going to be your thing then, because you love, uh, you know, uh, lettering and typography in comics. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. this is a project made for you. But listen, uh, we, we we're running over, and I honestly don't mind. Um, but any any last bits for this arc, or are you? Uh, is this as far as you got with your your thought train? What me or Josh? Uh, but well, I guess both of you. Um. Does it end with them dying and there's a tank-shaped um, grave? Oh my god, no. no it, That's so sad. It ends, Does it end with them driving off into the sunset? It ends with yes. the tank um, the tank being decommissioned and the tank being its own grave and um, tank... Why are you both going so sad? No, no, okay, no, 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 it doesn't. It gets given to Badonks. Uh... And Badonks makes her own, their own bigger tank, which is more like a an RV, which is more like a, a motorhome size thing. But but the eye holes also have what looks like wrinkled designs around them. Nice. Oh, yes, no, that works. I was going to mention about them meeting their partner who has a similar kind of looking thing. What, their own tank? I don't know. Maybe, not their own tank, but like, maybe they have something. Their own like, ATV or something. Their own like 
armored transport vehicle. There, there's there's something cute in there, I'm sure. There's something in there. Listeners... Their partner has uh, a robot dog that's like the fucking... What do you call it? The Boston Science oh, Robot Dog. Big Dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, um, the thing that's going to kill everyone in a few years. Yeah. Yeah, the one that's got the Scottish voice. It's like, hey, you're eight fucking... <laughs> Don't you fucking knock me over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you you guys know the robot. The one that you can push and it won't fall down, but you just make it angry. Um, but if you push it again... Don't you fucking... Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, they meet their partner because they're walking this dog as if it's a normal dog. No one questions it. Once again, I cannot stress this enough. <laughs> no one questions it. There is nothing wrong with riding in a tank or having a robot dog. Maybe they can ride on the robot dog. Like a horse. Thank you all so much for listening to our podcast full of very good ideas. Um, I particularly enjoyed this one, so maybe you could do us all a favor uh, if you've also enjoyed it and give us a nice review. Josh, tell them. Um, if you're our... Wait. If we are your jellical choice... There you go. <laughs> then please mention it in the form of a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify... Uh, you can't review us on Spotify, but you can talk about how you enjoy us on Spotify on Twitter. Um, whichever handle you leave, we'll uh, use in a generator. I mean, obviously, you won't be able to be a jellical cat like we have been today, but uh, using your name will uh, generate yourself a wee hero, and you could get something as fun as uh, Badonk's Tank. That's true. Uh, as it originally started, before a little bit of wizardry, Badonk's Tank. So, like, you know. See, I'm so glad even, we worked past that. Even you saying the full name together like that, I almost felt as though you paused at the S and wanted mm. to say Badonk's Tank. Uh, it's kind of Which grown on me. Um, I, I, we tend to do really good heroes at the start of years, guys. Um, you know, it's... It's all downhill yep. from here. And if you agree that we do that, you can also go to the Twitter I mentioned, which is BBR underscore podcast. On a Wednesday, we'll be posting up stuff from our recommendations, which is going to be very much uh, a veritable smorgasbord, as we've got a, a full trio this week. Um, and then the following uh, week. week. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, we will Don't call have... me out. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying anything. Um... The following week, we'll have a illustration drawn up, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing what our rootin' tootin' stanking tanking look like. <laughs> All right, Josh. Um, Jade, have you drawn have you drawn a vehicle for one of our heroes? I'm trying to. Think. Yes. Uh, one of them of was literally a fucking driver with a really yeah. cool car. And one also, of them was a one of them, train. One of them was a train. Yes. And then we also had Doof Boy. Yes, with the entire truck, uh, truck train, yep. truck convoy. Yeah, convoy. I, I'm going to really need you to really sort of tap into that Toriyama Shinro. Um, I'm already reaching for the DBZ volumes I got. Excellent. Nice. And you look, look, look at every single cover page, <laughs> and you'll probably find <laughs> some random little bike they've created. Oh, yeah. excellent! It's it's going to be a good one. Uh, so you guys look out for it. Because you've been bitten by a radioactive podcast. I am Dean, Dame Judy Dench's butler ass cat McKnight. Uh, I am Jade, uh, 
my microphone has been CGI'd, but I'm also holding a microphone next to me. Sarsen. And I am Josh the Railway Cat Randall. Ah, <sighs> oh, and thank you all for coming to the Heavy Side Lay with us. Goodbye. Yeah.